Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my amazing co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are so excited today, you guys. We have a guest on. It's going to be an incredible interview, behind the scenes, teachable moment for everyone. No pressure. Um, (laughs) So we have Zoe Sharp of Greetable. She is the co-founder and chief brand officer of Greetable. So welcome, Zoe. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So we were telling Zoe, actually, um, we send greetables to all of our podcast guests. So anyone that's on the podcast before we had ever met her, um, we would send them. And these they're amazing little gift boxes that you get to personalize. Um, you could drop photos in. You can send a, a personal message. It just goes through the mail. You never have to touch it. Um, and you get to pick a little gift that goes inside. So it's a super special delight <laughs> that we get to brand and say thanks from the product bus. Yeah, really like should... nothing makes me happier than hearing you guys say that you said Greetable and like giving this awesome description. So the thing that I love about Greetable is that you get to pull like the cards or cork, corrugated as I said, like they're separate. They sep- yeah, perforated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perforated. <laughs> I know. That word? Um, a specific one. <laughs> so what, what our goal was, what we really wanted when we were gifting people was that they can be reminded of us. Um, and so we wanted something that would go on their desk. They could remember the product boss. And then these little perforated cards. So we put cute quotes that are very much um, like part of our brand. So let's build together your magic, things like that. So then they can then also take that and put that somewhere on their desk or their pin board. So we just, we, our goal is to stay top of mind. So thank you for giving us Greetable to use it for that. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you guys are customers. It makes me yeah. so happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. So Zoe, I know we've just been raving about you, but tell our <laughs> listeners about Greetable, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our mission is to help people connect with each other. So that's definitely at the core of everything that we do. Our product is just a really totally unique and easy way to send somebody something special that they'll always remember. That's really, you know, what you guys said is is exactly head on with the, you know, you want to do something that's memorable, do something that people will hold on to and like give them something that they'll actually care about. And so we created the product to really be something that would fit what we call the gifting gap, where it's more than a card and maybe more personal and a little bit less expensive than flowers. So, you know, it's going to be in that $20 to $35 price point, although we did add gift cards, which lets you kind of get up there if you wanted to send something a little bit bigger. But at the core, the product is kind of like a photo customized card, like Shutterfly or Minted, but we like to say it's on steroids because you can add your own gift and the card is this patented design that folds up into a gift box. And get sent directly to your recipient. The gifts are super cute, like candles or candies, that kind of stuff. And so when somebody receives it, it just unfolds to totally reveal the message and the photos. And it's just a 
really great experience that makes somebody feel awesome. So how long have you guys been in business, Zoe? We launched the product in October of 2015. We messed around with it for a while before that. We created versions of it that nobody really wanted, <laughs> but it saved a couple of years by just talking to customers in the first place. But um, yeah, the version that you guys know today ha- is a little over three years old. Amazing. Okay, great. And you're located in St. Louis, right? Yeah, yeah. St. Louis, <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> We're Seven proud. Everyone's yeah. always like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, I love it here. It's a great city. You don't hear uh, much about it. You know, shout out St. Louis, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> I don't hear a lot of people that come from St. Louis, so that's awesome. I get that same reaction yeah. when I say Iowa, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little contingency of us here. We like hang out. We all know each other. All the product people and e-com people are like friends with each other. And like there are a couple of different like startup community things that bring everyone together. And I feel like everyone's really supportive. And like I went to Wash U here in St. Louis. That's how I ended up out here. Washington University in St. Louis is, I guess, for people who don't know what it is. And then it's like, the people who I graduated with all moved to New York or San Francisco or LA. And so it's interesting because I got like, I got the chance to really compare lifestyles and it's never apples to apples, but like, I feel like it's just been a really, really supportive community here. Everyone wants to see us succeed. Other startups succeed. We all work together on things. It's cheap to live here. So you can like extend your runway with a lot less money. You can do a lot more. So like tons of great things to say about St. Louis. I would always also love to be in New York. It's where my family is. So like one day, maybe I'll see you guys there, Jacqueline. <laughs> but, <ya>. um, <laughs> but for now, I mean, we're, we're really happy here. I mean, there's something to be said about that. Like I, mean, I, I couldn't even believe like when I found out like what the taxes were in New York city, you know, um, just even yeah. like have a business. So there's something amazing about being able to expand or bring an industry to a city or a town. I mean, that's kind of like what you've seen, like start to happen in like Denver and Austin. I mean, they're a little past right. that point, for sure. but it just needs the, yeah. the cool cats, the cool people, cool cats yeah. is not cool. So I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the old days, it was so cool. Cause I am somewhat a grandma as Mina likes to say, um, no offense to the grandma's listening. But, uh, <laughs> so, um, so you brought this up, which I think is really cool, but you were saying like product people, e-commerce people, all that, and you are actually all the things. So I wanted to dig into a bit of that because you guys have this, this amazing platform that operates somewhat, I guess it's not subscription, but it's like an e-commerce platform. You also are somewhat of a product based business and you are buyers. So you're buying product. So maybe we can just talk about, let's talk about the actual business that you've set up and sort of, um, the behind the scenes, like how it works. So you, as Mina said, like you're basically a print on demand company, Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. Yeah. And you patented something. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's definitely like there are a lot of things going on here. <laughs> so, um, you know, the first version of the product that we built, like I was saying before we launched this, this kind of like 2015 version was actually, um, a sort of a wholesale play. So we were printing greeting cards that were always the same, you would buy it flat, fold it up yourself, add your own gift that you'd buy on your own, and then mail it yourself. And what we found was that it was just so complicated for people to use and they couldn't figure out how to fold it, what would fit inside, all that kind of stuff. And so we really decided, okay, we're an e-com company now. Everything's online. We're doing all of the work for you. We're going to fold it for you. We're going to print your photos. So yeah, you don't have a handwritten message, but like, I kind of feel like printed photos are like the modern day handwritten message like the current currency that used to be like a note is now 
the photos because we have so many on our iPhones and stuff like that. And so part of that also meant that we had to curate our own gift selection, which meant becoming buyers. And we had been to these kind of gift and stationary shows as exhibitors. And so it was so weird crossing that line and being like, I'm a buyer now. And like, having a different color name tag and everyone trying to impress me when I used to be the one who was trying to impress everyone. And I was like, this is a strange dynamic. But yeah, because you are, you're trying to build your own product. We have our own, you know, manufacturing facility. They're doing a great job for us. They're here in St. Louis. Um, And we do make some of our own products, but we love working with makers. So I mean, one of the big things that we love getting out of what we do and being buyers is that we don't really work with like the massive companies for the most part. We're working with like, people who, you know, here locally, there's this company called Big Heart Tico. And I've known Lisa, the owner of it forever. And I watched her tea company grow. And as we grew, we were able to give her more business and help her do better. And like watching those stories of these makers and these people expand and grow and get better. It's like totally awesome to watch. So from my perspective, it's like being a buyer is just this great experience because you get to like grow with other people and really share that experience with them. Yeah. And you actually collaborate with illustrators too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's like all of the vendors that make our gifts and then all of the illustrators that make our designs. And lately we're actually working with a lot more greeting card designers too, who are going to like start adding some more like sayings and stuff to the boxes that are more in that greeting card style. But it's really cool. Like we have a couple of designers like um, Zoe Wodars, who does a bunch of our designs she and I, we've been in touch for years and she is just like dream to work with. She's totally understands the brand and makes the greatest stuff because she's so talented. And one of the things that she told me on the phone one time was that like, as a result of working with us, she got picked up by like some, some stuff at anthropology. Like she got, I can't remember all the big, like, but like big names. And I was like, that's so cool. Like the fact that we might give you some more exposure. I don't know if like, you know, buyers are looking at our site all the time, but we do have like, a ton of ads that we put out on Facebook and Instagram, a ton of social organic stuff that we do on Instagram. And so everywhere we can, we'll try to give people love love and credit and that kind of thing. And I mean, really, we're hoping that it's like an extension, kind of like a ripple effect where the people who we partner with have great experiences with us because yeah, we're like buying product from them and buying designs and stuff, but like also hopefully it's helping them grow. Yeah. I love that so much. It's basically the reason why we wanted to have you on here is to really talk about how you guys have done that customer experience. And that's from the front end and the back end. You know, all the people you're working with, the customer experience with them, which would actually be like the vendor experience is amazing. Plus, as being consumers of your product and giving to our own clients, we've been through your funnel, let's say, and yeah. it's amazing. The, the, <laughs> the touch points, everything, it just makes you feel so engaged and so special. And you're like, people get the brand instantly. And that's really hard to convey in Facebook ads and little here and there connections, you know? Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you to say. So I'll just tell you how, cause I think I found it through, I think I must've found it through Instagram. I think I saw okay, yeah. your video like unfolds of the box. I think it was like unfolding and closing back up which is sure. good that I remember this maybe. I don't know if that's right, but... Um, so that's <laughs> almost definitely right. The unboxings okay. are popular. <laughs> and I remember I remember going on the site because we were trying to find something that was easy where we didn't have to hire our assistant to send gifts and that was something we could almost somewhat automate in a way. Um, and then when I went on, I didn't know what I was doing. And I love the fact that you guys had the chat box um, when yeah. I got on. So I had questions. And so I was asking the questions. I think I was asking like if I could do my my own design, like, you know, product boss stuff all over the place. 
I don't remember what it was specifically, but I was asking questions and she was amazing, whoever answered. And then she actually offered me, I think, 10% off my first order or something. Like, so it was a straight up offer. Yeah. So I think I, tr- <laughs> I think I tried it. And then you guys had this whole funnel where that was like, okay, and now you become, I forgot the word, like the VIP section of it. An insider. An insider, which yeah. I fell into that funnel. I told Mina, hey, by the way, we're now insiders, so we have yeah. to be readable. I remember getting this text message being like, hey, can I spend this money on this thing subscription for these gifts? And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> we, get, we get free shipping. That's so funny. And then, and, then, and then it brings us back, right? So now it's like, like I said to you when we started, we're not sending you a greetable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but we have the ability to do that. So tell us, I think, so let's just talk about that customer experience because a lot of my listeners have their own online stores. And yeah. I know that, that the if they're just doing this themselves, it's hard for them to be all the things and do all the things. But tell us a little bit about this like customer journey and path that you take people on when they find you, the interaction. And then I think you've, I've heard you talk about um, people who engage and buy and how you continue to engage with them versus people who don't necessarily, maybe they buy one time or they kind of ghost the platform. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So, um, yeah, we try to think of everything as a funnel. I mean, obviously what we're trying to build is, um, brand new in the world. Like nobody's ever, I mean that as far as I am aware of built this kind of product and if they did, well, we got a patent on it. So I think (laughs) they haven't, um, but like, I think that there's a little bit of education required at the beginning. And so the fact that you said that you saw one of these unboxing videos on Instagram makes a lot of sense because that's what we use to be like, hi, hello. We're just like letting you know that we exist. This is kind of how it works because we do need to walk you through that funnel or that, um, that process of how the greetable, like why it's different, why it's interesting. And I think that's the case with any product, right? It's like, why are you different? Like make that known from the beginning and just kind of say hello and don't be like too salesy right off the bat, right? Because it's like people aren't ready yet. They want to meet you. There's like a introductory period. And then those people are just so opposite from like an insider who knows exactly what we are. They don't want to be told what Greetable is or how it works. And they'd rather be reminded of like, oh, okay, yeah, I have free shipping. Let me not forget to use this. Or like, here's an upcoming holiday. Like I should really want to know the timeline to get this there on time for, you know, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, whatever it is. And so like maybe for them, we do more content or like how to use this here or like promoting new features that they might not have noticed that we launched or whatever. So it's just like, you can't promote a brand new feature to someone who's never heard of your product before. It's like you're jumping way too far down the funnel. And so we have literally built out like, I mean, literally like you look at like the shape of a funnel and we're like, here's the offer that we want to give people up here. Here's the offer that we want to give people down here. And it's not always like a discount or whatever. It's like, well, maybe, you know, 10% off your first order to give you a sense of like, okay, let, let's jump into this. I want to like have a reason to, to move on this. But then like, eventually if you've bought two or three times from us, it probably does make sense to become a greetable insider. And so we, we decide what makes sense to tell you when. And so using tools like Facebook marketing, and, um, and email specifically email flows and Facebook ads. Those have been like, definitely our two biggest kind of like traditional marketing channels. I think of our customer happiness as a marketing channel as well, although it's not traditionally like what you think of as marketing, um, using those things, you can get really targeted and specific about like, show this to people who have bought once, show this to people who have bought once, but it was over five months ago and they like, haven't been around for a while then they're basically new customers again, you know, like they haven't seen you for a while. They don't know what's up anymore. So there's just like different messages that if you think about being the customer, you would want to hear. And like, 
would be valuable to you to hear if it's at a particular point in time. So yeah, we just try to like, and we're always reassessing it. I mean, I don't think that we're experts in it by any means, but we like taped a giant board on the wall and I like use permanent glue. So it's never coming down. And we're just like (laughs) updating index cards and stuff with like what goes where, what you should see at this point in the funnel, like what we're updating for people who are at the bottom of the funnel, all that kind of stuff. And it moves and it changes, but like, it's just an optimization process, kind of like perfecting it. And I think there is this um, like gap a little bit of people understanding what a funnel is, especially product people. So the mm-hmm. the top of the funnel really is the broad, the the kind of the cold, right? Exactly. And as you get further down, it's where the purchase point is, the warm. I think it's hard for people to picture that funnel because it's it is a funnel, but it's more like cyclical. It's like a circle in my right, right, you know, right. It's almost like a board game of life or something, right? Where uh-huh. it's like there are the things that you do at the beginning, like you like. I don't know what you, I don't have to play this game in a while, but like you get a life partner or something at the beginning. And then like by the end, you're like grandparents and married and you have like a bunch of kids and stuff like that. And so it's like, you wouldn't sell the same thing to the people all the way there at the end of the path as you would at the people at the beginning. So it's kind of, yeah, that's maybe a better metaphor than like literally thinking of like, you know, that kitchen tool. Yeah. (laughs) You funnel things into. I think that's the hard part. And that's why we have so many people that come over to this podcast because they're usually listening to other podcasts and trying to, they hear about the funnel and the opt-in and how they're going to get people into their funnel. But product people are like, well, at my top of my funnel, what is it? I'm giving them 10% off, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm giving them 20%. What is it? And then at that point, what else do you do? Because not everyone's a an expert where they can do like, here's a checklist or, you know, it's, it's like, how do you keep, siphoning them down. So I love that you're doing stuff that's like reminders, educational. Yeah. Uh, like the reminder thing is a huge thing, especially like in greeting cards. Like don't forget Mother's right. Day is coming, get your orders in. But what would totally. you say since you're, you know, chief brand officer, but what would you mm-hmm. say, what would you give advice to like other product entrepreneurs of how to, how to leave people like that cold part? Mm-hmm. So it's about education of maybe of the product. And then how do you start to pull them into that funnel? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's all about testing. So you really just don't know. And like I mentioned earlier that we had years of time where we like could have probably built a better product up front, but we didn't because we weren't really listening to people or asking people questions or like testing things properly. So what I would say is like Facebook ads can be one of the most helpful tools in the world, not even just from getting sales, but just from like throwing two messages out, letting them compete against each other and deciding what the winner is. So like in the funnel, it's like maybe you think that like a 30% off sale is crazy and you're of course going to get people in. But it's like if people don't know what your product is or they're not convinced yet, 30% off doesn't matter because they don't care. So it's like, well, maybe you test like 30% off of this versus just straight up like a video of you shot on your iPhone telling people what it is. Or, you know, like just test two things and like you don't even have to spend too much money on it. It's like do $10 a day for a little while and optimize it for high in the funnel. I mean, Facebook like needs 50 conversions of something. I'm getting a little specific, but like Facebook needs to see 50 conversions before it feels like it's really learned something. And so if you consider a conversion to be a, a purchase, then it's probably going to take for a while on $10 a day. But if you consider a conversion to be like someone who clicked on something and you can set that up in Facebook, then it's like you can quickly learn, you know, like, what message resonates with people? And then, okay, you have one winner out of those two. That money, even if it didn't really get you that many sales, went towards like product research basically at that point. And so you know what's working best, what's resonating with people. So you can like quickly throw things out. 
or you can test like seven messages against each other. You just might need to give it a little more spend in order to like actually learn something from that. But Facebook will optimize it and people will click and you will just learn from like actually people, you know, clicking or not clicking rather than just assuming. I just think that's like the bit, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over time is just not to assume that I know what people want or how they want to be talked to because you are too close to the product and you just know the brand way too well. And someone who is actually cold to the brand and doesn't know anything is the one that's going to teach you the most. Yeah. I love that so much. Do you mind if we go into like, let's see what seven types of different messages are. I like how you said it was, you know, this versus that. So Mm -hmm. what are some other messages that people could do? Because I think it's hard to come up with because you're mm-hmm. so close, right? Um, right? But what could work? Is it the percent off? It is it buy one, get one? Is it, you know, send something to a friend? And I think this tends to be industry specific, but can you give mm-hmm. more examples about that? Yeah. Yeah. And so like the examples I'll give would all be top of funnel. They might be really different for people who are like engaged or have bought from us before and that kind of thing. But at the top of the funnel, it's like, it's literally just testing like the words. I mean, you might not want to get so specific that it's like one tiny word changes, although we have done that before. It's like (laughs) not that telling. Um, But like, you know, so for instance, I think something that's kind of trending right now is like a long heartfelt message in your ad. And it's like from the founders or something like that. So we've tried that. And it's like a long message from me about why I built Greetable and like what I thought you know, was missing in the market and why I needed to make it happen. And then we tested that against just like meet Greetable. (laughs) personalized gifts. You know what I mean? Like 10 seconds, literally like four, yeah, four words or something. And so, and that's what ended up winning. And it's like, so those would be two. And then there's also just like, you know, one, one could be like gifts as unique as the people you're sending them to, or like send your bestie some love. That one did really well for a while for us. Um, and things like go in phases in and out too. Um, right now we're big on like talking to and building tools for creative professionals. So the fact that you guys are using it for business purposes is like exactly like where we're kind of moving. We found that so many people are using this who are wedding photographers, who are marketers, freelance designers, who have their own clients and want to send them a thank you, want it to be totally personalized, want to show that they're like brand conscious and like really, you know, like trying to make them feel special. And so for those folks, we're using a lot of like new software, we're building a lot of new software for them. So like saved templates or like literally tomorrow or like, you know, we're kind of rolling it out. We're launching something called Insider Pro. So it's like the professional version of Insider where we're going to have like more of a, um, like you can make your own custom design on the outside of the Greetable. You get free shipping. You get- That's all I wanted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Would you like yeah. some beta people to test that out? <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, those people we'll talk to a little differently too, right? We'll be like, your clients deserve something special or like stand out from the rest of the people that you're competing against or, you know, these, I'm not the copywriter. So obviously like that could use some work, but that kind of general idea where you just, I mean, there's like no bad idea. And sometimes we'll just test something that's like way wacky and way out there. And it almost like doesn't make sense, but we're like, it's worth, it's worth testing. I'll put a couple dollars behind that test. Like I'd like to know if this crazy idea would work. So we'll do that a lot with different um, visuals and copy. Even That's, like the use of emojis, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> emojis, no emojis. <laughs> we do those tests in our email subject lines a ton. And for a while, it was like emojis were winning by a long shot. And now we're back to like not emojis are winning because maybe oh. people are inundated with emojis. I don't know. <laughs> At least our customers, I don't know. But like, yeah, we do those tests a lot in email too, for sure. 
Maybe um, it was when the emoji movie was out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, yeah. I think, I think that it's everything's cyclical, you know, trends and stuff like yeah. that. So people are probably like, oh, it looks like one of those emails. Right. Versus right. like a real email. Yeah, for sure. I think that could be it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, so I, I have a question then. So okay. um, when you started, when you guys were a new baby company and you had this sort of like, you didn't really have the email list built and you, when you're doing like a Facebook ad or, or whatnot, I know we've talked to our clients about like lookalike audiences. So even if they have a very few amount of people, like they can still throw that in. But how did you start to sort of build your list as a new business? Like what made somebody want to sign up for Greetable? Yeah. So I would say that like the main thing was pretty simple, but it was just kind of like sending a lot of traffic to our site that was very targeted and catered. Like, you know, we were using interest groups of people who we thought might like things that would also like Greetable. So like, if you like Hello Giggles, you might like Greetable. Or if you like, you know, Sugarfina, you might also like Greetable. And so we would target people who like those things, send them to our website with the goal of them buying. But we had a um, like an email capture that pops up right away. You've seen them on like so many websites, but it was just like, I think we even tested like 10% off and 15% off and 20% off. And it turned out that they were almost identical results for us. It's not always that way, but like, we're like, all right, well, if it's, it's going to do just as well, let's just put a 10% off discount here. Let's test so, five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 3% off, 1.2% off. So we did 10% off and we actually collected a ton of emails that way because we were just funneling a lot of traffic to our site. And I know that email capture doesn't work as well for other people sometimes, but like, I don't know. It, it, for some weird reason has been how we grew almost our entire list. Like we have, um, almost 300,000 email subscribers and they came mostly from that email capture. We've done a couple of like giveaways with other brands or like, you know, um, like lead magnets and stuff like that with, with, um, with other brands that will collaborate like on content or something. But I would say that like, 99% 99% or 95% has been just that email capture and sending traffic to the site. So a, a cool thing that you just said about like Sugarfina, for example, which Mina is a fan. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was awesome. like eating them at 10 PM at night and was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Chocolate was like, did you brush your teeth yet? Oh my God. They're so good. I never had had them before. And she brought me ones when we were in Vegas one time. I was like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. They were um, like, I was asked day. to be a bridesmaid with them. So Sugarfina, oh, yeah. yeah. So Sugarfina is like a little boxes of candy that are eight dollars a box and um they have like rose flavored gummy bears things like that and so they're yep. they're definitely posh and so what you're saying is that that was and that was a that's a product that people could buy to go integratable right mm-hmm. yeah. so that was kind of genius too that you were like this is something that has its own momentum right we're gonna buy that and then we're gonna advertise to people who like it and then we're gonna show them a way that we can actually ship it personally to somebody and say be my bridesmaid. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I, I can't remember, like, I know that Facebook only recognizes certain interests, like not everyone would pop up. And sometimes I like search for some page that has 200,000 likes and it still doesn't like populate in Facebook for some weird reason, Mm -hmm. but I can't remember if Sugarfina actually populates there or not, but like definitely using those brands that we already partner with. Like we've also done a, a collaboration with Bandeau and, um, like wedding wire and stuff like that. And those are huge brands. So like anytime that we work with one of them who are like, without a doubt, bigger than us, we'll like try to make sure that like people who like Bando know that we're working with them. People who like wedding wire know that we're working with them. Like that kind of stuff is like a no brainer for us because it's just like, 
if this brand approves of us, then you probably will like us. It's kind of like that, you know, proof of, of valid. It's like, we're, we're legit because this brand vouched for us and did a project with us. Mm -hmm. So Jacqueline and I did a whole episode on this and we call it social currency. So basically, you know, you upped your social social currency by being with these other brands. Uh, One of the interesting things that I wanted to point out so our listeners that are listening can really think about it is that the difference of service and product, right? When you were sending cold traffic to the opt-in, you probably didn't do an opt-in that was 10 things that you could do to surprise your loved one mm-hmm. because most people would not sign up for that. Whereas right. like, you know, service people, they think you need an opt-in, but mm-hmm. it doesn't work for product. It has to be a percentage off, you know, that mm-hmm. will probably- That's what they expect, them. I think. Yeah. yeah. They expect it if it's a product. And so keeping that in mind, anything you test, it should be of, you know, the initial cold traffic should probably be a percent off. Mm -hmm. At at least by the time that they're at your website. I think Mm -hmm. that like, sometimes we talk about testing content on Facebook and just like seeing if like that can be the very first way that we get people to click because sometimes, you know, like people are hesitant to click on an ad and if it's more of a article or something, they might be more likely to click. But by the time they get to your website, it's like, if you want their email address, offer them something for it, make it like a value swap basically. And, you know, people are more likely to do that. I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of like we've been groomed to expect there to be a discount there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy anything without checking to see if there's a newsletter I can sign up for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then, and then as you get them down the the funnel or the board of life, that's when you're like, when you said, like if someone's purchased one time or they haven't purchased in five months, the things you may offer them to prompt them into buying again. Right. And that might be where there's some sort of content after, offered or some sort of like reminder, right? Right. Exactly. And we do, we do kind of like vary between um, offering like upselling tools and upsell and giving like offers like discounts. Like we have a product called Reminders and it's like, you can just enter in all of your people's birthdays, anniversaries, whatever. And it's really easy to do totally free. And it sends you an email 10 days in advance so that you remember their birthday and like to get them something. And it doesn't have to be a greetable. You're not like, you know, committing to sending a greetable at all. It's more like a value thing. But out of people who get those emails, about 20% of them do send greetables. And so we're like, this is a great investment. This is also a great value add. And we're not telling you, you have to buy greetable 80% of you won't, but like, you know, I'm happy to upsell you on this free tool that just adds value. And honestly, like, this is sort of embarrassing, but we had built this tool out and I only had like bogus info in it because I was like testing it so much. And so I was getting all these junky reminders that were made up. And then I finally cleaned it out like two months ago. And I'm like, so happy. I get all these reminders. I don't miss birthdays anymore. Like all my friends are turning 30 this year. So it's like this like very nice kind of like, oh my God, I can remember to send you something. I'm not like panicky last minute. So I actually love this tool now that I'm using my own tool, but like having that as something that we can upsell people on is sort of an investment for the future. It doesn't always have to be just like more and more discounts. It's like, okay, you might not have known that this product existed and where you're at in the funnel, we think it might be time for you to sign up for it. Like mm-hmm. that, that's something that you might find value out of. Yeah. So smart. Um, it's kind of what Jacqueline teases me about is that I make um, Alexa. I won't say her name. <laughs> I make her into my virtual assistant basically because I yes. like that instant, you know, she's helping me remind me of stuff. Mm-hmm. I have prompts set up. So when my kids say, 
you know, good night to her or, you know, whatever she tells them, good night. She tells them to brush their teeth. I don't do any of that. So <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my God. So similar. Up in the morning. Yeah. And they're like, you were a good girl. She's like, you were a good girl, Layla. Oh my God. <laughs> so robotic, but she loves it, you know? That's and so amazing. Similar, I would love to get those reminders and it is, I'd be the, of the 20% for sure. Yeah. It's helpful. I mean, it's just like uh-huh. nice to remember. And like, my sister's birthday comes up sometimes. I don't usually send her greetables anymore for her birthday because, <laughs> you know, like she's gotten a lot from me and it might be a nice, like, like a surprise every now and then, but I get those reminders and I'm like, awesome. What does my sister want? I'll buy her a sweater or a watch or something that's a little bit, you know, that's just like where we are in our lives now. You know, I know a lot of people like have different varying price points and stuff, but like, it's still just nice to get that reminder um, so that I have like a little bit of prep time. Prep time. Yeah. I think, I mean, even, so I stopped sending, so, you know, my grandma, my mom, everyone's still, those, that generation still sends cards. They're like, yeah. In the mail. Um, and I remember I was really good at it for a minute because there was this other company, I forget what it was, but they shut down and it was, you could personalize the greeting cards, put in the dates and it automatically sent it. So I could batch. Yeah all my greetings, like all scheduling my it out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. father's day, I had like personalized father's day cards going out to my father-in-law and everything. And then it went away and I was like, Oh goodness. And now like <laughs> things aren't personalized. They're last minute. Um, yeah. so I do appreciate, you know, in this kind of place where we're like juggling and balancing and so many, so many things, right. Yeah. Um, that, that you guys like are like what Mina said about we're going to call her Amanda. What I mean, this is like Amanda does for her household. Um, Greetable is doing for just keeping your like gifting or thoughtfulness uh, right. on mind. And we, we talk about doing scheduled orders too. There's like a, there's an inventory complexity to it that we got to yeah. get around. Cause like sometimes we sell chocolates that like have a shelf life. And if you're going to schedule something for September and we, or we don't actually sell chocolate in the summer. So like you know, what does it mean if you schedule something for June and we don't sell that product in June or whatever. So there's like some like complexities and stuff, but getting it to be as easy as possible for you to do something sweet for your family members is in, you know, your clients, especially for like wedding photographers and these creative professionals. It's like, sometimes there are occasions like a one year anniversary that you want to send something sweet for. And also it's like good reminder, like, Hey, if you have another photo shoot coming up or if you've got like friends that you want to refer to, like, don't forget about me, but it's a sweet way of doing it because it's also celebrating their special occasion. And, you know, it's very shareable. It's something that people would love to Instagram. So, you know, setting those up for like anniversaries in the future and stuff like that. Yeah. We're like doing the DIY version right now with reminders. And then you can have saved templates that you know what you're going to send every single time and stuff like that. And making it like basically like, oh, is this for a birthday? Like, here's what we recommend for birthdays. And then you can just like, you know, we put a pre, a pre-designed like gift and, um, message and photos and everything. And you can just swap them out as needed. Yeah. Um, but like we're, we're closely, we're slowly working towards like being as just like helpful as humanly possible to people. Um, um I think that the pricing is right on too. Did you, were you guys always of this price range or did that develop over time? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'd say that like slowly it's crept a tiny bit up because people wanted like, you know, more of that, like we had a lot of really, really kind of cheaper items in the shop and it not like they were cheap. I'd say like more affordable items, like a lot of small candies and stuff like that. And people did want some more like, you know, like $20 gifts or something like that. The, the way that the pricing structure is, is like there's the box design 
price, the gift price, and the shipping price. So shipping, you know, it depends if you're an insider or not. And like, if you get first class or priority, that kind of stuff. But then like the box ranges from eight to $10 based on the design itself. And the gift ranges from like two to $30 basically. And so all those things combined end up being somewhere between, yeah, like 20 and 35 all in. But um, yeah, I think like people, people still want to send those like smaller, like more affordable items quite a bit, but like, especially as we get more into the client sending or like, you know, more professional sending, sometimes you just want to do something a little nicer, like a moleskin notebook. That's like, you know, not just like a tiny little like pile of confetti. We sell confetti though, like crazy people want to buy loose confetti from us all day long. It's so funny. Like we did it kind of like just for fun at the beginning, but now we can't hold on to confetti. People just want to add it to every order. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> you make your own confetti, right? You were saying you're just shredding. Yeah. <laughs> we literally shred our own confetti, like hand add the sequins, hand add the little like cute whatever extras we put in. And so, um, yeah, that's that was a fun process. It's very meditative. We don't do it in the office anymore. Um, now our manufacturing facility kind of helps us out with that. But um, there was a while where I would just like listen to a podcast and make confetti for an hour. And it was great. It was like really fun. It feels good to be productive and not have to have used your brain. Other types of work. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I agree actually. And isn't that amazing that you're like, you have allowed the customers to tell you, we want to give you more money. So cheaper, but, and I agree because it was, it was like, if I'm going to spend that money on sending something, I want it to be something that's significant enough that they do want to share it or that it feels close to them. Cause we've sent stuff to guys and girls. Um, and so that they open it and that like, even if you're spending $15 or let's say you said it's about 20 bucks mm-hmm. still to spend $20. I want what's inside to be of value, I guess, to them right. more than the shipping in the box. Right. So I've always, I think gone top of the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. top because it, it just like, you want it all to sort of match up into this, into this thing. So that's totally. incredible. Um, so can we talk about that a bit? Cause like we talked about in the beginning as you are also a buyer and that you go to the trade shows. So tell us a little bit from the buyer perspective. Cause I think that our, our clients are looking to sell wholesale. A lot of them are like, some of them might even have small products that they want to launch on Greetable. So, yeah. um, what, what does that look like? Like, what are you looking for? Where do you buy? What are your expectations of the products you're buying? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, I usually, so this past month, I went to the New York Now gift show, um, which recently combined with the National Stationery Show, which was actually really great because I wanted to talk to greeting card designers and I wanted to talk to um, gift vendors. I think it's pretty expensive to go to those kinds of things. Um, I know that a new show opened up that I also went to that's literally the same weekend right next to the Javits called Shop Object. So that was kind of cool going to that. Um, And there's like Atlanta and there's a bunch of different shows. I usually just go to New York now because it's like I get to see family when I'm there. My mom walks the show with me and stuff, which is really fun. Um, but in general, like a lot of the time, it's people reaching out to us. We get like, I mean, we get literally like, I'd say like dozens of people reaching out with their products. Like, I don't know, maybe not dozens a day, but like a lot. We get a lot of people reaching out with like products and, and illustrators and stuff. So I do look at them all. Um, and usually try to like get back to everyone. We don't always take them, but like that's definitely a way to get in front of us. And if the product is an easy fit, like we usually look for things that are like, first of all, easy to explain and understand because our product itself is a bit complicated. So there's like not much room for like 
a product that like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, this is a foldable towel that when you unfold it, it turns out it's also a canvas bag. And you're like, cool. But like, no, that's too complicated. Like our (laughs) product is complicated. There's no more room for complicated here. So we go for kind of like simple products that really match the brand, match the price point. And then like, it sounds obvious, but finding things that fit in this damn box is like the bane of my existence because the box is three by three inches. So it's really small. So I go around these gift shows and I'm literally like, carrying around a three by three inch box and like throwing everyone's products in and like people who have heard of greetable are like, Oh, that's cool. But then people who haven't are like, what are you like? Why is this happening? So, I'm like, I have a size constraint and they're like, okay. So and probably a weight constraint somewhat too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because USPS is raising their prices every year. They just did last month. And it definitely is like something that's over. I can't remember like seven ounces or four ounces. I think it's like, suddenly our, our shipping is going to go way up, but, um, mm-hmm. we'll still sell it, but it might just be a little, we might have to add some, some room to the gift cost, right. um, in order to accommodate for that. But, but yeah, so it's, it's definitely a lot of people reaching out, going to gift shows. And then also I do some independent, I just like do research. If I have a pretty, pretty specific idea of like a candle that I want or, you know, it's mother's day coming up or something like that. I might know that I want to do this for mom, like some bath product for mom or something like that. I'll go and like search around the internet too. And we rely a lot upon our vendors that we have great relationships with. Some of them have like, we work a lot with sugar Fina. So we do like a bunch of different SKUs with them. And sometimes I'll reach out and be like, Hey, can we do something a little bit more custom? And I know that they can work with me on that. So, um, we do that. And I just started like browsing around fair, which I haven't Mm -hmm. really like done a lot of before, but um, I love that they're net 60 and I love that they like are one easy curated place for everyone to be. So I expect that we'll probably like get a little bit more into fair, although our process is very like submitting a PO and then like, you know, there's like a lot of like processes involved in like ordering for us. So I'm not typically like buying from a wholesale portal, but I'm open to it and definitely going to like explore it more. But at least it's a, it's a, it's kind of like you walking a gift show. So we've actually in the last week, I swear, like five different clients have signed up for fair. Um, yeah. And so it's a, it's the same thing. Like if they can't afford to go to a trade show, if they don't have a rep or a buyer right. um, or they don't know how to, what they're doing, if they're there, people like you're sort of searching. Right. And then if you really needed to do something off the platform, I'm sure you could figure that out. So let's just talk about that ending up in your inbox. Cause when I, I used to have an accessory and I was in the same showroom as Bando. And so oh this is gosh, like, cool. yeah, this is like 10 years ago. Wow. Um, they were definitely bigger than I was and they're <laughs> bigger now. <laughs> but our sales rep, our rep at that point, I don't know if she still is, but um, she was like, you bring me a physical line sheet. If you send a sample, you're going to send a physical line sheet and like how to stand out in people's inboxes. So mm-hmm. what would make you sort of open up an email or, cause like you said, I tell them all the time, they're going to get, they get all these people always inundating them. So what's going to make you actually pay attention to that email versus be like, Oh no, not going to work. Other right. Than yeah. Electronic. Um, I'd say that like, um, hmm. Maybe so, like, one thing that people do that I think is a mistake is that they just send me like a giant catalog, and a lot of the things don't fit in our product or like, you know, are just like too big or don't really make sense. And so, I, I wish that they would like maybe a little bit better curate what they're specifically trying to show me. Like, if there's one product that fits and that they think would match, just tell me that product and then, like, you know, don't make me fish through your whole catalog for it because we are so specific with our sizing and whatever. 
if it's something that's like really easily giftable and it has a sentiment attached to it, like, you know, it says cheers or it's something that like involves champagne somehow, like that'll catch my eye. Um, <laughs> You're our kind of girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a champagne kind of girl. Yeah. It's just who I am. Um, and I'd say that also like a lot of companies are just really upfront about like, I'll send you a sample if you want it, like just give me your address. And so that makes it helpful because every sample that we get, the team all looks at it. Like sometimes if it's not a fit, we know that right away and it sucks. Cause I know we used to send samples out and back when we were trying to be a wholesale product, it was like a roller coaster emotions. But like, you know, sometimes it just, it doesn't fit or it doesn't make sense. Or it's like not something that I could see gifting other people. Like we have a rep who keeps on trying to push poopery on us. And I honestly <laughs> think poopery is like a genius idea. And like, we have it in our office bathroom. I think it makes so much sense. I can't see sending it to someone like a friend of mine in a greetable. Like our, <laughs> I can see it being gifted, but I can't see it being something that I would send to a friend. Like what's the occasion that I do I would for, be you know? so offended if I yeah. received a greetable with poopery. I, I, exactly. Like what are we implying? So I'm like, I, you know what I mean? Like just, I don't think that people think about like why someone would send a greetable specifically sometimes when they pitch me. So if they do, if they like understand, like this would be great for people who just had a new baby, or this would be great for clients who are like the project just got booked or whatever it is. It's like, cool. We know the sentiments here. We know it fits in the product or the box. We know that it's like a certain price point and that it doesn't have a shelf life that's going to expire tomorrow you know, and it's not crazy heavy. Those are all things that like I'm open to. Yeah. I think that that's, that's kind of the way that it usually works. So knowing who they're selling to and knowing, like knowing who your customers are and then being able to more or less curate and be like, Hey Zoe, like, I know you sell to professionals. I know you sell to besties and blah, blah, blah. Here are like three things that I think would be awesome for it. They're, they fit in your box. So you'd be like, Oh, thank you for knowing all the things. Yeah. You know, number yeah, one, exactly. three by three box. If you don't fit it, don't try to, you know, this right. is, what, you know, Cinderella people, shoe it yeah. <laughs> right. off the toes. Sometimes they're like, can you make the box bigger? And I'm like, we can't. Like, no. Whoa, it's not. Can you make your product smaller? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That might be helpful. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'd say that's probably true for anyone, right? It's like, if we're, if you're trying to sell at Nordstrom versus Greetable versus like, you know, a mom and pop kind of boutique gift shop. It's just like pitching the right product for their thing and not just being like, oh, our product. I think back when we were pitching wholesale, we were like, our product will fit anywhere and it's up to the store to bend to us. And it was so not true and it didn't work and the product didn't sell and no one wanted to buy it. (laughs) And so I think that I learned that and it's like, it really is true. It's like, just do a good job pitching. Make sure that you're actually like talking to the person the way that they want to hear. Amazing. you know, your message. I think that's so helpful. That's just so helpful because, um, we, we actually have a masterclass that we're presenting to our masterminders about this, but like speaking your story and he came on to this thing and he knew all about our business. We didn't have to researchers cause we're true customers, but he knew <laughs> all about our business and he knew how to talk to our customer and he knew how to, and he knew specifically how to sell to our customer by going on and reading reviews, um, going actually and interacting on Instagram and reading the comments. So he really did his research. When he showed up, he knew exactly who he was quote unquote selling to. That's exactly Genius. it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the example. interview or the masterclass was phenomenal. So mm-hmm. that just makes it, you know, really a great experience for everybody. And, and you just blow people away. I think if those people right. are approaching you and they know already so much about you and they know kind of your own struggles, I know you only have a three by three box. This is the mini version of what we have. 
blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's a win-win for everybody. If you do a better job pitching, it's, it's not so different from the funnel that we were talking about earlier. It's like, what do people want to hear? When do they want to hear it? Okay. Now, how do you offer them value? And if you don't offer them value, don't pretend you do. Like I definitely have had so many people who are like, yeah, I know that it's not a perfect fit, but like, what if you did this thing that was like slightly different from what you always do? And I'm like, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? Like, don't, yeah, exactly. You can't put a square peg into a round hole. So just like, you know, offering the value where there really is value is just like, it's a no brainer, but it's easy to forget. Amazing. So, um, so at the end of our interviews, cause we're wrapping up, unfortunately, this is such a good interview. Um, <laughs> um, at the end of them, we like to ask a series of like fun rapid fire questions so cool. that we can just get to know more about you personally. Um, so are you ready? I am. I think. Okay. They're super easy. Okay. <laughs> so what is your coffee order? Oh, black coffee. And I'm so snobby about it. I just do like, I do pour overs and stuff. I make them at home. Yeah. I'm really snobby. Yeah. I, or oat milk lattes for me. And I live in the suburbs of New Jersey and I cannot find, I was like, I just need like a single origin. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee from someone. (laughs) My fiance and I like literally have coffee mailed to us from all over the country because we like, yeah, we're just like really into Ethiopia single origin (laughs) coffee. We suck. I'm so sorry that everyone knows this about us now. (laughs) I just said it. You're not. I'm literally, I'm like, I cannot take Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks anymore. (laughs) Yeah. In an emergency, maybe, but. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what is the favorite thing on your desk? Oh, well actually, so I just got engaged like a couple weeks ago and um, thank you. My fiance did it by sending me a box of, um, like he actually had a greetable from five years ago, the first day I ever met him when we had that junky product that I was kind of telling you about earlier that we were trying to wholesale, I gave him a greetable and he held on to it. And that was part of what he used to propose. So like there are like components of that proposal, like a little picture of us and stuff that I have on my desk. And so it's really right now it's kind of like the height of being really pumped about that. I'm sure it'll last. That is amazing. (laughs) It is super, super sweet. Can you imagine having to save like your old website from five years ago and stuff? Oh Oh my God. That'd be like a haunting thing. (laughs) I opened it up. I was like, what is this? This product is like so old. And then I was like, oh wait, what's happening right now? Small box. This is a greetable from five years ago. I think this is the greetable I gave Evan five years ago. (laughs) Yeah. It was crazy. Oh, he's just as thoughtful as you. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay. So finish this sentence. When I pick up my phone, I... Oh, Oh my God. I think I'm pretty addicted to Instagram. I usually do Instagram stories. I'm really into those. Um, so I would say, yeah, check Instagram stories like way too quickly, like first thing in the morning. Side note, ask you a question. Are you doing the Instagram stories for Greetable or for your personal page? I do my personal page. Yeah. Ashley is in charge of our community and she does all of our stories and posts on our Greetable Instagram account. And she's awesome. We love her. Um, I used to, and I feel like it's been well, it's been like two years almost since she started working here. So I haven't done it since then, but I kind of miss it sometimes. Okay. Just curious because sometimes people balance between like what's what's where. So thank, right. you, for, thank you for adding in that side note. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Next question is you wish you knew how to. Oh my gosh. Read minds. <laughs> First time we've gotten that one. Oh man. That's a good one. I, do. I wish I could like know. I mean, there's just so much like, product stuff that I would be get, get better at and like, 
you know, the ability to market to people would be good. I would try to use my powers for good for the most part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but there's a lot of like more tangible stuff that could actually happen in reality that I'd probably wish I could do. Like, um, I wish I could code. I definitely like that was one of those things that I could, I always wanted to do. And I thought about signing up for classes and stuff like that, but I'm a graphic designer. So my skills end at like Photoshop and then I have to pass off the, the design to someone else, but it would be cool to be in charge of like, to be able to make something on your own from scratch like that. Totally. Um, yeah. so what was the last show you binge watched? Oh, um, okay. So actually we watched newsroom, which is pretty old, like hmm. all in one week when Evan and I so had the good. flu. Oh my God. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin. So smart. I loved that show and they're thinking about bringing it back. So I am really crossing my fingers on that one. I love that. Really good. Yeah. Okay. And then what should, I don't know if you have a business card because this is where we're starting to like age out of what people ask (laughs) this question. We got to delete this question at some point. After her maybe. (laughs) What What is the title? Maybe it's like, wait, what does it say in your signature? So what should the title signature and your email (laughs) signature actually say? Oh my God. It should probably say like Zoe Scharf does a little of everything. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, I've gone so back and forth over the years of like what my literal job is at Greetable. Like it's gone from design to like product to merch to like purchasing and now a lot of marketing, like I'm running all of our Facebook campaigns and I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely a little bit of everything. Um, I guess if it wasn't like a job title, it would be Zoe Scharf compulsively organized. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And then do you have like, do you have an alter eight, alter ego or stage persona? So if you have to like get in front of board members or getting on a podcast, is there anything you have to kind of do or be? Yeah. I think I'm like, I, I have like both introvert and extrovert personality sort of like I could swap between the two and I think definitely I can turn on the extrovert whereas a lot of the time I I actually really love being social but then after a point I need to like curl up in a ball at home with my cat and I think I'm I sometimes call upon the extrovert Zoe more often than she really is like available so I push it sometimes. Love it. I feel like that's so me, but not my cats, like my kids. Yeah. If they're, yeah, if they're yeah. being good and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leo the cat never really talks to me or needs much from me. He just gives me love. So I really appreciate that about him. But yeah, sometimes it's just nice to like chill and do nothing and like not even watch a show. Just like sit, hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last question, Zoe, uh, we like to say that entrepreneur years are like dog years. So you learn a lot very quickly. What would you tell baby Zoe when she was first starting Greetable? Oh my gosh. I think it would be to focus on one thing at a time. I mean, you can't, that's totally impossible when you're doing everything, but like we, at, when we first launched, we're trying to do so many different, like channels of revenue. There was the wholesale channel. There was the corporate channel. There was the e-com channel. And eventually it was like, we just had to do one at a time. You can't do a good job at a lot of things. And I know that like, I still am doing a lot of things, merch and you know, our marketing and content and brand and everything. But like, I feel like you can do a much better job if you're going in one direction instead of a billion directions. And so being honest with yourself and focusing on just one thing at a time, you can always get better at other things later. But if you don't get good at one thing first, then you'll never be able to expand into other things at all. 
So there are just a billion opportunities in front of you. People hear about Greetable and they're like, that should be at weddings. That should be this or that. And I'm like, yes, agreed, but not right now because we have to get good at e-commerce. And for a while, that was like just talking to consumers. Now it's talking to creative professionals too. See, we get to expand eventually, but like we have to say no to a lot of things in order to be good at the ones that we say yes to. Yeah, such good advice. Um, Okay, well, thank you so much, Zoe. Can you tell everybody where they can find you or Greetable? Yeah, so Greetable um, doesn't have an E at the end. It's like also the bane of my existence. That and (laughs) finding gifts that fit in three-inch boxes. So it's For ours, it's the the in the beginning of product loss. Oh, yeah. It's People can't get over it, but like it's not their fault. It's just, you know, you think that a bull would have A-B-L-E at the end, but it doesn't. It's G-R-E-E-T-A-B-L everywhere, like on Instagram and Facebook and um, I guess Twitter, but we don't really do that. And then I'm just Zoe Scharf. So that's my name everywhere, Z-O-E-S-C-H-A-R-F. So say hey to me. (laughs) Thanks, Zoe. This is incredible. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, you guys. I had a blast. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.